welcome to the Chicago Camps Podcast, brought to you in partnership with Simplecast. Publish your podcasts the easy way at simplecast.fm. Today, we're speaking with Kyle Soucy, a speaker mentor for Speaker Camp Boston on October 11th. Kyle is the founding principal at Usable Interface and brings a wealth of public speaking experience to share with attendees. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Russ. Thanks for joining us for Speaker Camp Boston. We're really excited that you're going to be on the team of mentors that we have. I'm excited about it, too. It's a really fun event, and we're glad that you get to share some of your experience. And in the vein of sharing some of your experience, can you tell us how did you get started in public speaking? Okay, well, it's uh, it ended up being a job requirement that I was not aware of. <laughs> if I was made aware of it prior to starting uh, in this industry, I probably would have chosen another industry, to be honest, because at the time I was terrified of public speaking and never thought that I would ever purposely choose to do it. Uh, but, you know, I was in one of my first, I guess you could call it a UX job, but at the time I didn't have the title, um, but doing the work. And I, I had to speak at an internet steering committee with an, uh, a full executive team. And I was given an hour, you know, I had the floor for an hour and I was terrified. It was my first big presentation, and it was internal, um, not at a big event, but uh, nonetheless, I didn't know what to do, so I, I just you know dove into it because I had to, and it was funny because after I did it, and all the stress, and you know all the prep, and how nervous I was, it really went off really well, and I kind of just got the bug for it, and I realized you know this isn't that bad, and it's not as terrifying as you think it you know, is going to be. And I think that's part of the problem that people have with public speaking is that it's fear of the unknown. It's this big, scary unknown. You're putting yourself out there. And I think once you do it and you take the mystery out of it, at least for me, you know, I got a little bit of a high from it and I really liked it. And I was like, you know, I, I want to do more of this and get better at it. Um, so that gave me a little bit of the bug. And I would say it was, what was it? Um, Probably a few years later, I think it was 2005 was my first um, speaking event at a conference, uh, Kai conference, and that was kind of what set the ball rolling. That's outstanding, and I love what you talked about, um, how this is kind of a core skill for what we do in our jobs, especially, I think, as designers or anybody who has to present some type of work. We don't always realize that, and I mean, I'm a little biased having co-authored books on facilitation <laughs> and uh, this whole speaking thing. But, um, you know, I couldn't agree with you more that, that that's absolutely core to what we do. If we're going to speak to users, if we're going to speak to stakeholders, and if we're going to present this stuff, uh, we've got to be somewhat reasonable about it. And I also agree with you on, on the confidence thing. Um, in, in the years that I've been doing this, and um, even I asked Jared about this, and I think both of us maybe have one or two top things that we could mention where somebody did something in the crowd to try to disrupt us in general oh, yeah. the audience wants you to succeed and and i know that's a little played but they there's nobody sitting in the chair going i'm going to sabotage that damn russ unger <laughs> which is outstanding although a couple of weekends ago i did have somebody on a cell phone during one of my talks oh um, no. yeah <laughs> well you mentioned your first conference was a kai event can you tell tell us how that go after the previous experience 
It went really well. Um, of course, it, my first talking experience uh, at a conference, and who was in the audience but Jacob Nielsen? Uh -huh. you know, and I was like, "What?" Uh, so that just totally right. You know, minutes before it's about to start, that just amped up the pressure right away. So, none, you know, it doesn't even have to be said that I had butterflies in my stomach and I was really nervous. But then also, I was really psyched. I was like, "This is amazing." He he's right there, and you know, at that point. You know, he was everything to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, you know, how am I going to do this? But you just do it. And one of the things that amazes me is that I, I, you go into a zone and as long as you're prepared properly, you can kill it. And I, I felt like I did and, um, I got good feedback. Uh, but there was definitely, you know, mistakes made all along the way in the beginning for sure that you have to make. You, you just, you go through it. And hopefully if you have a good mentor and people have, uh, good experiences, from this event, from the mentors there to share their tips. Um, so hopefully they don't have to go through making those blunders because I know that I've definitely made some. Uh, but it went well and uh, it continued to, to do so. I think it's cute how you said something about, you know, you made a bunch of mistakes in the beginning because <laughs> because I feel like I've been doing this for a little bit now and there are tons of mistakes that I make each time uh, that, that I'd like to feel like, you know, I'm getting better at that. There's, I think I'm just getting more calm at handling them. Yeah, I, I mean, there there's definitely things. I, I don't think there's ever a time when I give a talk and I don't think there's something I could have done that, oh, man, I wish I could have done that one, that piece better or something. Um, that's for sure. But, you know, I think the, the major mistakes uh, were in the beginning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with that. I would say as as we go along, um, what where we start to get a little bit better and more calm is when you're in environments where as a as a presenter there are things happening around you that you can't necessarily control and you've got to stay calm and you've got to kind of stay on track and pace right. and adjust when you get in those situations where it's a bad room audio doesn't work the video doesn't connect right the speaker before you went 10 minutes long or didn't tear down um, crazy things like that that happen that, that really say, you know, as a, as a speaker, worry about being a good presenter first, but as you go, learn about essentially what it takes to run an event so that you can handle things in absence of support once you get there. Absolutely. Yeah. Being prepared for, for the unprepared, like you, you, or for the unknown, you don't know what you're walking into every single time. You don't know what the room's going to be like. You don't know if the person's going to end on time that's supposed to in front of you. Uh, there's just so many things that you can't control. You're right. Uh, and just to, to be able to stay calm through that and just know your material, have faith in that, and just know that you'll be able to deliver it one way or another and, that, and just know that you can control that piece of it. I think that's uh, very sound advice. And one of the things that I learned in the beginning um, was that you can't just wing it. And that was the big mistake that I made was uh, there were times where I would be a little overconfident and think, oh, I got this. And I'd know in my head exactly what I wanted to say. I knew my talking points, but I didn't practice it. And I thought, well, I know it. You know, with, you know I know it's in my head. It just has to make it to my mouth. Not too hard, right? impossible well, at yeah, times <laughs> exactly if you don't verbalize that i mean at least once or twice 
then you're going to find yourself stumbling big time. And I definitely did. And you go, okay, well, never doing that again. <laughs> definitely going to verbalize it. Um, even if it's silly to be talking to yourself in a room, you got to do that um, prior to getting up in front of someone. You know, I liken it to, um, and this is my second mention of this person in these podcasts, I liken it a lot to Dave Grohl. And what I mean is um, being a facilitator or being a presenter is kind of like being a drummer, right? You've got all of these things going on. You've got four limbs moving. And then if you're Dave Grohl, you're also potentially a lead singer in a band. <laughs> so you're looking around and making sure you know where things are. You're comfortable with that stuff. And then you're also remembering lyrics to a song and trying to keep on track and on pace with everything else. And then even trying to riff off of a scenario around you. It's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that to me is um, that's just an awful lot to do. And it's taken a while to realize that switching gears a little bit, though. Uh, what was your worst or at least, you know, kind of, you know, significantly bad in some way conference presentation? And maybe how did you recover from it? OK, well, uh, let's see. I would say it would be one of those uh, situations when I was winging it. Uh, I thought that I was prepared and. I knew what I wanted to say, but again, I didn't practice, and that was that was huge. That was uh, the main stumbling point, and um, it, it's really happened. It's happened more than once, and especially in the beginning, uh, and that was probably the worst. Where I found myself tongue-tied, and I knew what I wanted to say, but but my mouth just you know I just couldn't find the words, uh, and nothing is worse than choking. It, it's horrible, but. When you finally uh, realize that you just have to take a breath, take a moment, and it's okay to pause, I think that that was the one thing I had to learn was that you don't have to fill every single second with an um or an ah or just be talking. It's okay to just stop for a second and think and then talk. Uh, so that was something I had to learn. And I think that recovery from that, what happened was, I, you know, you, you get done that presentation, you're like, oh, man, I just totally messed that one up. And what kept me going and wanting to do it again was the fact that I messed up. I was like, oh, that cannot be the last time that somebody sees me present. That can't be me. You know what I mean? Like someone can't go out and think, wow, that's that's how she presents. So I think that I was even more eager to talk more after having a bad episode because I didn't want that to be the way I presented. You know, I wanted to improve on that and wanted to make sure that I got a chance to do it again and do it right. No, that's fantastic. And I absolutely understand that. Um, for me, by the way, I take speaker notes and I write really large take a breath here or slow down, mm. especially when I, when I've gone through rehearsals and I know that I'm cruising through something because it's so familiar to me, mm -hmm. even though it's new to someone else, I've got to remember. And in fact, I try to remember something that Mark Reddick shared, which is, um, he's less nervous about being on stage, uh, to share content. He's more anxious because he wants to get this awesome stuff out and share it with other people. And that perspective really helped me kind of adjust and be not even less nervous, but also kind of keep that high energy that, that people deserve when they come to a presentation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty fantastic. And these are great things for you to share. I'm, I'm so happy that you're, you're telling them to us. Um, but it also leads me to how did you learn to get better besides keeping on going? And you know, that besides when you're going through hell, keep on going. How did you, um, how did you know that, you know, you, you how did you learn to get better? 
Well, I I definitely learned from uh, listening to myself. So luckily, uh, the the earlier ones were recorded. Uh, there was one that I recorded myself uh, because nobody else was recording it. And let me tell you, it was so painful to listen back to. It really was. But I think that that is key because uh, in your mind you're thinking it might have went one way but when you listen back to it you're really hearing yourself uh, a lot differently so I think it, even when I'm doing um, usability testing I'm training people to to moderate studies I'm always telling them to listen back to their recordings because it's the only way that you're going to improve and to learn and honestly um, you know the people that I I really enjoy watching present. I, I I try to watch them as much as possible, whether it's TEDx videos or actually going to these uh, events and watching the people that I learn from. I never miss an opportunity to do that because that's what you know gives me ideas and, and helps me to to become a better speaker as well. I I couldn't agree more. I tend to watch presidents mm-hmm. because they're fantastic. Um, I mean, they've got to be, and even if they're lousy, like lousy presidents or, <laughs> or lousy presenters, I really like to watch them. Um, if I had a nickel for every time I've watched Jared speak, Jared Spool, um, I, I've learned so much even about storytelling with the way that he presents. And, yeah. and then to, to go to events as an attendee or to put them on and sit back and watch, um, I've learned so much from watching new people, things that I'm like, ooh, I do that. And then finally for Speaker Camp, one of our... I think biggest values is that we walk in with video cameras and when you give a five minute presentation, we're recording that. And we're also recording the uh, critique that happens right after that. So I come back from a speaker camp and I chop up the videos and send them out to everybody so they can see them. Now, I don't know. I don't know if everybody watches them, but I, I edit them and I can look and see what's happening. But I also see things like how people are responding to the feedback that they're getting, which I think is incredibly valuable because it gives you a sense of how you behave when, when you're getting Q&A or if you're being defensive and, and things like that. So um, I, I do always advise them that, that once they receive that video, maybe, you know, take a step back, do something, realize they're going to cringe. <laughs> it always happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and, and speaking of kind of these videos for these these folks, because they're kind of first timers or relatively new, what's maybe the one thing you wish you knew about public speaking before you got started or as you started doing more of it? That it absolutely gets easier. It's hard to believe. And if someone told me this, I might not have believed them, but you, you could actually possibly come to enjoy it. And that's where I I am now. I where I started, I was absolutely 100% terrified. Would never volunteer to get in front of a group and and talk. Now I find myself doing that all the time. Uh, partly uh, because I have to, but mostly because I love it and I enjoy it. And who would have ever thought that I would have made this leap? My mother says all the time, she's like, I can't believe that you do this now. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I can't either. But it it's amazing that it does get easier. You know, I've learned that A, you're 100% right. B, I can always get better. Um, I, I'm not surprised that this is what I'm doing. What I like about it a, a lot of the times is when that idea locks in and you know it's a good one and you've got the opportunity to go deeper and then share it with somebody and potentially make a difference. I love that part of it. It's fun to get on stage. I kind of see myself maturing into to more, I guess, what I feel like are more potent or valuable 
talks, which is a weird thing, but, but I think a lot of speakers are very self-confident when they're on the stage and in the zone, in the paint. But when we get off the stage, I think we're the same little kid who is begging for positive reinforcement. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's that's one of those weird things too. I I cringed as I said it, but I absolutely know that's my behavior. Um and it's it's a really interesting thing. Um and and also um I think you 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 keyed in on this. You love it. So is that why you're still doing public speaking today because it's just that thing or is there some other motivation there? Number one is that I enjoy teaching. I I really do. I I I love what I do and I love helping other people do it as well that are interested in it. Uh so that's that's really Foremost, whether it's one-on-one or whether it's um, you know talking to a crowd about it, I really love um, doing that. Uh, but then also, um, I, I have to admit, it's the best way as a consultant. I'm an independent consultant. It's the best way to gain credibility to get uh, consulting gigs. You got to be writing articles, speaking at events. So it is part of a have-to as well. Um, but like I said before, I really enjoy it. So I. I Honestly, you know, everybody has that moment where their talk did not get accepted and you're like, oh, when you go to the conference and you're not talking, it's, you know, a little bit of a bummer. So I've, I, I've gotten used to it and I really enjoy it. So I, I try my hardest to, to speak at as many as I can. I, I agree. I have, a, I have a blast doing it. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's just, um, there is that little bit of rush, but at the same time, I really enjoy the learning part that comes with the teaching, you know, that's that sort of thing where you feel like you, you get those deeper dives mm-hmm. than you would normally. Um, and, and that's really exciting for me. Um, switching over to our last question, why do you hope others will start doing more presenting at conferences? Well, again, it, for me, it was taking the mystery out of it and how that just opened up my eyes. And I would just hope that other people would, would see that you know, it is not that terrifying. I mean, it might be at first, but it does get easier. And it is something that uh, is just so freeing. When you finally take the mystery out of it, you'll see that it it is something that you can do. You can do it well. Uh, and you'll be happier for it that you don't have to worry so much when you're asked to give this this talk or present to even, you know, even if it's uh, at your, your church or whatever it may be, getting up in front of people, no matter what the situation is always um, a little scary. And it still is for me, but you'll know how to prepare for it and you'll know how to handle it. And that's what I'm hoping people will get out of it. That's excellent. I think for me, just to kind of go on this a little bit last year, I kind of made an internal motto of if it's scaring me, I should turn and and walk toward it. And Mm -hmm. that's when Samantha and I pulled together the speaker camp workshop because I I felt like I was a a decent presenter. And I feel every time I do one of these, I get better because all the reasons we've already discussed. Um, but I also feel like, you know, once you walk toward it, it gets easier to walk toward it each time. Um, it's less scary there. I'm still a little bit mortified before I go up on stage. I still have all that stuff. There's things I've learned from people like Karen McGrain, where I become the Russ who is on stage at certain points. And in my head, I know I say something like, well, it's too late to back out now. And then I cross a line and then there I am. And that's, that's, I'm that new person, which makes life easier. Mm -hmm. And Hey, this makes me sound crazy. So I'm going to say thank you very much for being a mentor at Speaker Camp next <laughs> month in Boston. We are super excited to have you on the team and it's going to be great to have you sharing a lot of your experiences with people. Um, we definitely look forward to October 11th. I'm looking forward to it too. Excellent. We will see you then. Okay, great. See you there.
Thanks for listening to the Chicago Camps Podcast, brought to you in partnership with Simplecast. Publish your podcasts the easy way at simplecast.fm. And learn more about Speaker Camp and other Chicago Camps events on our website at chicagocamps.org.